Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to a court of fairies and fangirls. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And this is a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast where we are obsessed with her books and can't stop thinking about them or talking about them. So we figured why not record us thinking and talking about it. We're going to break down chapters, go through each book separately, go into character analysis and any thoughts or kind of theories that we have about books, characters, plots, etc. And maybe play some fun games along the way. Exactly. So welcome and enjoy. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Woo! We're back. Welcome back. For probably the most exciting episode. The, in our opinion. Well, I don't even know if we'll do the episode justice talking about it, but the most exciting reading section. Yeah. You know what? Let's say it that way because... I don't want to make promises on how great we are. No. Because there's just going to be a lot of tears. Yep. There's going to be a lot of squeals. A lot of quotes. A lot of quotes. Um, But this is chapters 52 through 55. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to simply call this chapter, or this section, episode, we're going to call this episode, Mates. Mm. Simple, pure, (laughs) amazing goodness. Literally Um, the best. Before we like dive in chapter by chapter. High level, how did how did you feel reading these chapters this week? I was in so much awe. Like, <laughs> I know. Oh, it made me my heart so happy. Yeah. Just the I mean, obviously we've read this many a times now, yes. but chapter fifty four and fifty five, yes, are the bee's knees. Like literally, I know fifty four. <laughs> it's just like everything you'd ever want a romance to be. Yeah, just. And how intentional SJM is with writing this. That's a big thing that it's I noticed amazing. In this. It's like, I feel like she thought of all these little details and she's like, how can I make this? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I tie this in? When can I put these little things yeah. in there? And I just love, love the intentionality of everything that she did. I know. Part of me is always like, man, I'd love to write a book someday. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, I read books like this and I'm like, oh man, I like, if you're going to do it. You got to do it like this. High standard. That's a very high standard. It's intimidating, Sarah. Mm-hmm. But um, now these chapters made me so happy. Yeah. So should we just dive into 52? Yeah, we can dive in. All right. So um, neutral summary. I said, Feyre takes time in the cabin to sift through her feelings on being Reese's mate. Mm. What did you notice for this chapter? This one just like warmed my heart. Fair is being rational and thinking through things. And then (laughs) Sarah loves it. (laughs) Um, And then she decides to start painting again. So I was just like, it was happy. It was heartwarming. Yes. I love painter Feyre. She's starting to think through things and like realizing that she understands why Reese hadn't told her. And I was like, yes, Feyre, this is what I wanted for you last week when we were talking about it. Yes. And I understand like it does take time to reflect. She was just in instant thoughts and like mm-hmm. feelings when she found she out from the reacting. serial yeah totally understandable um 
So I like that she's kind of thinking through and understanding why mm-hmm. and not really as mad at him anymore. Yeah, she's definitely not as mad, but you can still tell her thoughts are kind of like jumping all over the place because she's being a little mean to herself. She's also kind of understanding what Reese is doing. Mm-hmm. But in some ways it's like, she's like, does he even want this? And so it's like, I know. We're also jumping all over the place. Yeah. She said, I'd run away precisely how Reese expected me to run. How he told, how I told him anyone in their right mind would run from him like a coward, like a fool. I'd left him injured in the freezing mud. I'd walked away from him a day after I had told him he was the only thing I'd never walk away from. I demanded honesty. And at that first true test, I hadn't even let him give it to me. I hadn't granted him the consideration of hearing him out. You see me. Well, I'd refuse to see him. Maybe I'd refuse to see what was right in front of me. I'd walked away. And maybe, maybe I shouldn't have. But she's so right. It's like, yeah. It, and that's why I was mad. Yeah. Because she told him, you know, I, I'll never walk away from you. I want you to be honest. And yeah. she doesn't give him the opportunity to do any of those things. And yeah. she leaves as soon as something comes up that, like, makes it hard. Well, and I would, just to give her the small benefit of the doubt, yeah. like the surreal said... She had so many emotions happening at once. True. Yeah. That it's like, it's hard when you're like dealing with all of those emotions to be remotely rational about right. anything. I, yeah. And I mean, it's only been a day and she's already rationalizing it. Exactly. So she just needed time to process. Yeah. So, and I love that we have this combination of like processing and painting, mm-hmm. processing and painting. For like the next two days, she paints. It's yes. a lot of painting. <laughs> paints everything, the whole cabin. She does. And I will say, while the idea of this is like very sweet, I feel somewhat similarly mm-hmm. about this as I did when Tamlin kept tearing lingerie. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, could you not? Like, those, <laughs> yes. Like, I'm like, it's pretty. I get it. You're processing. It's, no, it's great. I, I don't also, want the cabin painted. <laughs> I would be so mad about my cabin being painted i'm assuming it's beautiful i'm assuming i'm hoping it's favorite might just think she's good at art and she might be terrible <laughs> the, uh, the ongoing debate of is she good is she not i'm i'm sure it's adding character but again there's a part of me that's just like leave it alone i know i'm <laughs> there's canvases go paint the canvases <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would not. the canvases. Not a fan of, like, painting on the walls. I know. But. Like, and I understand why she did it in their, like, hovel. hmm Because. It was a hovel. It was a hovel. This is an actual cabin. <laughs> People come here. Anyway. Controversial opinion for this episode. For real. We'll see if anyone gets mad at us. <laughs> I'm sure it's lovely and beautiful and wonderful. I'm glad she's processing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, more shows up. And more likes the painting, so there is that. Mm-hmm. Um, and more, I love this. I love that she let she she took her to the cabin, gave her what she wanted, mm-hmm. and is now trying to like talk to Feyre and make sure she's like rationalizing and processing these right. things. Um, and she instantly notices that Ferris painted Amrin's eyes to watch over everyone. Yeah, <laughs> um, and she's like. Let's add my eyes, too. And then she wants Cass and Azriel's eyes up there, too. Mm-hmm. And I think she's just trying to engage Farah, and because I'm sure she's scared to ask, you know, will you forgive him, whatnot. But I think yeah. she's just trying to kind of talk first. Um, and she winds up talking about, you know, the court of nightmares and her parents and that relationship and how Reese would, he said she could basically kill them whenever she wants. Yeah. Um, and then she talks about her relationship with Az and how he 
basically would never want to be with her because he doesn't think highly enough of himself. Yeah. Which like makes me sad for him. But she brings it all back. She says, would it be so bad to be his mate? Ferris says, no, it would not. And I had my answer. Feels. Yes. Feels. Sorry, I know I skipped and like just summarized everything. No, you're perfect. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. I love it so much. And I love that Feyre has this female friendship that she can, you know, talk through what she's kind of feeling and what she's experiencing and, you know, get to process these away from her significant or potential significant other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like she hasn't had that up to this point. So it's been a lot of like internal stewing. And I think just talking to more has helped her like really finalize it. Mm -hmm. Like she said something about her, like she, she was already kind of thinking about what she wanted, but she now has the answer. Yep. It's exciting. I know. Okay. Chapter 53. Where is my summary? Oh, it's because it's one page. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Chapter 53. Um, This is for me and in my feels. Yep. Chapter. And I just said, Feyre ponders her future. What'd you notice? I love this future for her that she like thinks of for herself. It's. I mean, I know the the chapter is literally like a page, so there's not like too much other than this future that she's imagined but for herself. But it's beautiful. It is. And then she's she's talking about like she says, and then I would go home to Valaris. Mm. Home. I know. We're using the H word. <laughs> it's a big step. Considering it is a big step. The last time she mentions her home, it was the mortal realm. Exactly. And mm-hmm. the last time Reese mentioned that Valaris was home, she was like, nope. Yep. So. Big step. I just love it. I know. She says, at night we would go upstairs together and he would whisper stories of his adventures and I would whisper about my day. And there it was, a future, the future I saw for myself, bright as the sunrise over the Sidra, a direction and a goal and an invitation to see what else immortality might offer me. It did not seem so listless, so empty anymore. And I would fight until my last breath to attain it, to defend it. This is what you want, Farah. You finally figured out what you want. I know. I'm just happy for her. I'm so happy for her. And I want this too. I know. I want to see it all play out. Um. So it's been another five days. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of seems like she's ready to, yep. to go and deal with this. Here's a knock on the door. Thinks it's more. But it's not. No. Bum, bum, bum. Who's at the door? Chapter 54. Chapter 54. Okay. This is a long chapter where... There it is. Okay. This is a In My Feels mm-hmm. sticker, and mm-hmm. I put on it every feel. Yep. Um. <laughs> so, Feyre lets Reese tell his story as she weighs whether or not to accept the mating bond. <sighs> this is the greatest chapter, like, of all the SJM books. I agree. I was going to mention this after we got to the end of 55, but there... There is, like, that question of, like, chapter 54 or chapter 55. I will always be team chapter 54. I'm 54 all the way. I just... How could you not be? It's everything. It is everything. It is, like, whenever... Whenever an author 
cough, Stephanie Meyer cough, tries to write <laughs> a book from like the other person's perspective. Yeah. It's like, this is what I want. Yeah. Like SGM just gave me a chapter of it and I'm reeling, you know? And so it's like, it's just, it's so cool getting to see that other perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's just so beautiful. Granted, if SJM did want to write a whole book from Reese's perspective. I would not say no. I would so be here for it. Yeah. Just with his plotting and scheming and how he's thinking so far ahead. It yes. would be so interesting to like hear his thoughts before he does anything. It really would. So SJM, if you're listening, this is my <clears throat> book idea for you. We would love it. Cough, cough. Cough, <clears throat> cough. Please do a full Reese's perspective. <laughs> we won't say no. We won't say no. Is this how the Twihards felt about Stephanie Meyer? Probably. Her? Probably. Um, okay. Did I ask you first thoughts on chapter 54? Is there any other highlights you want before we just quote the entire chapter? Um, I mean, I think I mentioned this in the high level stuff, but just she did such a phenomenal job. Like all the details that we've read up to this point getting yeah. tied back in and how intentional they were. And just some of the the things that Reese said when he said them, you thought they meant one thing, but now when he's telling his story there's such other meanings to it so i love it love it so much okay so the door opens Mm. who's there resand staring waiting to be asked to get brought inside oh yes and favorite invites him in Mm -hmm. he's kind of marveling at all the painting he too seems to like it yep um and he kind of tells her that he's been looking for her everywhere which part of me loves that. Part of me loves that he's just been like flying around, flying around, searching for her. I know because I'm a sucker. Um, he's healed completely, which is great news. And I think she's trying to be hospitable when she says, "You must be hungry. I'll heat something up." Mm-hmm. And he kind of is like, "What you make food for me?" And so we're kind of like, "Why is this a thing for you?" Mm-hmm. And we learn that you know when mates are kind of accepting the mating bond typically the female will offer mm-hmm. her mate food and sometimes they'll make a party of it or whatever so mm-hmm. just heating up some food became a lot more serious mm-hmm. for her okay so even before we get to all that i just oh, love sorry. oh no no you're fine i love the way that she thinks about him as he enters so she says this beautiful, so she's like, mate, my mate, this beautiful, strong, selfless male who had sacrificed and wrecked himself for his family, his people, and didn't feel it was enough that he wasn't enough for anyone. Azriel thought he didn't deserve someone like more. And I wondered if Reese, if he somehow felt the same about me, I stepped aside, holding the door open for him. And I was, I like, I never compared Reese to Az before, yeah. but I thought that was interesting, especially after Moore was telling us that Azriel never thinks he'll be good enough for her. Yeah. That. I wonder if that's how Reese feels about Feyre. Oh, yeah. Um, and then um, also, so, she, you know, he noticed the painting, like you were saying, and he asks, like, why she didn't paint him. Oh, yeah. Um, and she said, no more games, no more banter. At first, because I was so mad at you for not telling me. Then because I was worried I'd like them too much and find that you didn't feel the same. Then, because I was scared that if I painted them, I'd start wishing you were here so much that I'd just stare at them all day. And it seemed like a pathetic way to spend my time. She missed him. I know. And it's like, it's all the feels. It's like, it's positive, it's negative, it's everything. Yeah. But she's being honest. Exactly. She's being honest. And you can be both pissed and miss somebody. Right. So. Yeah. And then the other thing was, 
talking about like the bond and yes. like, the food and everything. So I love that the female is the one that gets to choose whether oh, to accept the bond. That's a good point. I thought that was so interesting because it's like the female is the one that has to give them the food. So it's up to the female to choose yeah. whether they want this bond to be a thing or not. Yeah. And I just like that it's the female's choice, regardless of you know whose relationship it is. It's the female's choice. Mm. So I just really like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Reese just explains everything. Yes. So after he told her that that's what offering food meant, she started heating up suit and says, tell me the story. Tell me everything. He understood my offer. Tell me while I cooked and I decide at the end whether or not to offer him that food. Mm-hmm. So no pressure, Reese. Better make it a good story. Oh, it is. It's the best story. It's the best story. Okay. <sighs> okay. I'll let you summarize. I feel like I've... I know. There's like 12 pages. I can't summarize this whole thing. Here, I'll. you know what I'll do? I'll hit the high-level bullet points and we can break them down. Okay. So first thing, we learn about the first war mm-hmm. with Amarantha. Cassie and Asriel are in different legions. He ends up getting captured by Amarantha. Mm-hmm. Amarantha is torturing... Or her cronies are torturing him, killing his soldiers, all of this great stuff. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I say in sarcasm. Yep. And he gets to a point where he's like, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to do this. I don't care if I die. I'm going to kill her. And that's when Jurian came into the picture. So we've heard a little bit about Jurian. Mm -hmm. Getting a little bit more about how he ended up dying. So essentially, Reese was chained in the mud, forced to watch as Jurian and Amarantha battled. She slaughters him. Rips out the eye, rips off the finger, kind of just keeps torturing him Mm -hmm. until finally um, his father's troops are able to sneak in and overcome Amarantha. Yep. And then that's when they make the treaty. Were there anything, was there anything in particular that stuck out? Nothing really for, a lot of like the initial summary, it's kind of just good to graze over. Yes. Um, So they make the treaty. One thing that I notice is that he mentions that Tamlin's father is a friend of Amarantha's, mm-hmm. which part of me is like, how? Yeah. But okay. Um, and so, you know, everything's done. We're at peace. The treaty is happening. And Amarantha returns. Yep. Um, he still wants to kill her, but she does not remember him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm like, of course she doesn't. She's so focused on herself. Um, and so Reese is kind of like pl- just planning to kill her. He's like, I'm not going to tell anybody about this. Yep. I'm just, I'm just going to kill her. This is what I was going to do. This is what we're going to do. And so he goes under the mountain for that party, the same party, which Tamlin was cursed at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's kind of flirting with her there and thinks he's going to break into her mind and kill her and destroy her. Until he starts to feel his powers slipping away. Mm. And since he was alone, the drink he had basically was what gave Amarantha the control over. She did it to everybody. Did it to everybody, not Mm -hmm. just Reese, exactly. And so that's kind of how they got to Under the Mountain, being trapped, Tamlin's curse. And as he, you know, he felt his power fading, um, he said... He said, I threw the shield around Valaris, binding it to my friends so that they had to remain or risk protection collapsing and used the last dregs to tell the mind to mind what was happening mm-hmm. and to stay away. Within a few seconds, my power belonged wholly to Amarantha. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we got to yep. 
the world as Feyre knew it. Yeah, that's basically where Feyre's story kind of picks up. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess 50 years later, basically. Pretty much. But... <laughs> Um, I, I liked how Reese said, I told myself that it was a new war, a different sort of battle. And then at night, when she kept turning her attention to me, I knew what she wanted. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how he transitions into being her, her whore. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, um, I was glad to do it. I hated myself, but I was glad to do it. After a decade, I stopped expecting to see my friends or my people again. I forgot what their faces looked like, and mm-hmm. I stopped hoping. And that made me want to cry. I know. Especially because he always seemed like the one that was always hoping. I know. He's a dreamer. I know. And then that's when, three years ago, I began to have these dreams. At first, they were glimpses as if I were staring through someone else's eyes. A crackling hearth in a dark home. A bale of hay in a barn. A warren of rabbits. The images were foggy, like something through a cloudy glass. They were brief, a flash here and there. Every few months, I thought nothing of them until one of the images was a hand, this beautiful human hand holding a brush, painting flowers on a table. And that time, I pushed a thought back of the night sky, of the image that brought me joy when I needed it most. Open night sky, stars, and the moon. I didn't know if it was received, but I tried anyway. Stop. Stop. This is how he meets Farah. I know. And as we know, last week we talked about the dresser. This is true. We're assuming you're putting this together. The dresser moment. Yes. When he says, I was looking for you too. And she tells him that she painted the night sky. He sent that image to her. Before they were anything. (laughs) And that's his hopelessness. Like, remember how like hopeless she felt? And he also was hopeless. And so. I know. I know. I love it so much. It's beautiful. It like does not get better than these moments. Okay. Let's keep going. What happens next? I lost track of where we were. (laughs) Um, Um, Dreams. Yes. He just keeps dreaming of her basically. Mm And then he said, I saw you through your dreams and I hoarded the images, sorting through them over and over again, trying to place where you were, who you were. Um, But you had such horrible nightmares and the creatures belonged to all courts. I'd wake up with your scent in my nose and it would haunt me all day, every step. But then one night you dreamed of standing amongst green hills, seeing unlit bonfires for Kalanmai. So he knows she's going to be in the spring court for Kalanmai. And so he goes there. He says, I got there and I could smell you. So I tracked that scent. And there you were, human, utterly human, and being dragged away by those piece of shit pigs who wanted to. I debated slaughtering them then and there. But then they shoved you and I just moved. I started speaking without knowing what I was saying. Only that you were there and I was touching you. And there you are. I've been looking for you. His first words to me, not a lie at all. Not a threat to keep those fairies away. Thank you for finding her for me. I had the vague feeling of the world slipping out from under my feet, like sand washing away from the shore. <laughs> I, that's like my favorite quote of all time in I know. this book. It's so beautiful! I love it so much. He was looking for her and he found her. And so like to your point, it's like he said things and we thought they meant one thing. But really, mm-hmm. 
There was so much more. Because we thought he was just being a nice guy, like pretending to be that boyfriend to yes. like get rid of those yeah. guys that were going to attack Farah. Exactly. But he wasn't. He was looking for her. She was the one that was in his dreams. <laughs> it just puts a whole other perspective on everything. Okay, we keep going. We get through Cal and Mai. Mm-hmm. He said, so I let you walk away. I told myself that you were gone, that maybe, maybe the cauldron had been kind and not cruel for letting me see you just once, a gift for what I was enduring. And when you were gone, I found those, oh, well, it doesn't matter. He killed them. That's great. <laughs> but like the moment, like a gift for what I was enduring. Yeah. I know. Stop. For 50 years, you're suffering. This is his gift. Maybe the cauldron had been kind. I can't. I cannot. Okay. So he goes back to Amarantha. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, well, right before that. Well, okay. yeah, I guess he does. Because I was going to say what Pharaoh was thinking. Oh, go ahead. Oh, as so he goes back to Amarantha and, you know, gets those three guys to basically say that they were conspiring, whatever. She kills them. Um, and she said, I wrapped a, a hand around my throat. I had reasons to be out then. He once said to me under the mountain, do not think Pharaoh that it did not cost me. Mm, so it's just like all these things that we've like heard over the past like book and a half. I know. It's all coming back. I know. And then he admits that he didn't know she was with Tamlin. Right. Which I think is so interesting. And so when he goes back to the court, when they he interrupted their lunch, right. he didn't realize she would be there. Right, he was and doing he, it to scare Tamlin. Exactly. He was just as surprised. And he was extra surprised that she was looking at Tamlin like she loved him. Mm. It just, it's like the idea of him, like this thing was his like one hope for years. Right. And then he sees his enemy has it. I can't imagine. I know. And so we know what happened there. Um, but he said, I was so selfish. I was so stupidly selfish that I couldn't walk away without knowing your name. Mm. And that also just broke my heart. And he goes, but you lied when I asked. I knew you did. And so part of me is like, um, could you not have just gotten her name from her brain? But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, so I walked away from you again. I vomited my guts up as soon as I left. And it's just like, it's sad because it's like he just wanted, he just, he wants her to be safe. Mm-hmm. And he just wants to know her name. I know. And he didn't realize that Claire's name was actually a real person. Yes. Which like he obviously felt super bad about. Yes. And as soon as she got there, he took away her pain which is good yeah so i was like oh he's at least you know he's still so thoughtful mm-hmm. and feels terrible for for that yeah and he goes so you were safe and far away and my people were safe and tamlin had lost so it was done we were done but then i was in the back of the throne room that day the ator brought you in and i have never known such horror Feyre, as i did when i watched you make that bargain irrational stupid terror and i'm just like can you imagine? No, the person that you like are obsessed with and in love with and dreaming of, like, mm-hmm. no, to walk in and know that they're human coming in. It's just like they're the done. Terror. I like. I'm just imagining him being in that back of that room and seeing the actor and seeing her and just being like, oh my, yeah. like, because you can't like, say anything. He can't. He has to play cool, but oh. it's like terror. Oh, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So he said, I decided then and there that I was going to fight. And I was going to fight dirty and kill and torture and manipulate, but I was going to fight. And if there was a shot of freeing us from Amarantha, you were it. 
I thought the cauldron had been sending me these dreams to tell me that you would be the one to save us, save my people. And so we hear about how he kind of like tried to quietly defy Amarantha. Right. Through the whole process of Under the Mountain. Mm-hmm. And, and then when he says this and I'm like, I felt the same. Mm-hmm. He goes, and that last night when I found you two in the hall, I was jealous. I was jealous of him and pissed off that he used that one shot of being unnoticed not to get you out, but to be with you. Uh, so We've talked about we that. We talked about that. I was like, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. So same, Reese. I know. Same. And then, again, we all know what happens under the mountain. Pharaoh wins. Amarantha tries to kill her. And he says, when she started torturing you, something snapped in a way I couldn't explain. Only that seeing you bleeding and screaming undid me. It broke me at last. And I knew as I picked up that knife to kill her, I knew right then and there what you were. I knew that you were my mate and you were in love with another male and had destroyed yourself to save him. And that, that I didn't care if you were going to, or that I didn't care, period. If you were going to die, I was going to die with you. I couldn't stop thinking it over and over as you screamed, as I tried to kill her. You were my mate, my mate, my mate. But then she snapped your neck and tears rolled down his face and I felt you die. Tears were sliding down my own cheeks and this beautiful, wonderful thing that had come into my life, this gift from the cauldron, it was gone. In my desperation, I clung to that bond, not the bargain. The bargain was nothing. The bargain was like a cobweb, but I grabbed that bond between us and I tugged. I willed you to hold on, to stay with me because if we could get free, if we could get free, then all seven of us were there. We could bring you back and I didn't care if I had to slice into all of their minds to do it. I'd make them save you. It's just, it's a lot. I know. Like, there's no words. There's no words. Just. There's no words. And Thayer's immediate realization after that is when she talked to the bone carver about that moment, mm-hmm. she said home was on the other end. I know. That's what I was going to bring up. Mm-hmm. And he was home. He's home. I just, <sighs> I love it. I love it so much. So. They survive, obviously. Mm-hmm. Favor comes back to life. Um, he talks about that moment on the edge of the mountain. Mm-hmm. He said, I almost told you then, but you were so sad and tired. And for once, you looked at me like like I was worth something. Which is just like, stop! I know. And he goes, so I promised myself that the next time I saw you, I'd free you of the bargain. But I was selfish and knew that if I let you go right then, he'd lock you up. And I'd never get to see you again. So part of me is like, he was going to free her. I know. That was what she had been trying to do for so long. Yep. Um, but he lets her go. And that was why he, like, didn't come and get her. Mm-hmm. Because he was letting her enjoy her life. Letting her mm-hmm. plan her wedding to Tamlin. Letting her do all the things. Yeah. And it's just, it's so selfless. He says, I landed at the night court right as Moore was waiting for me, and I was so frantic, so unhinged, that I told her everything. I hadn't seen her in 50 years, and my first words to her were, she's my mate. And then for three months, for three months, I tried to convince myself that you were better off without me. I tried to convince myself that everything I'd done had made you hate me, but I felt you through the bond, through your open mental shields. I felt your pain and sadness and loneliness. I felt you struggling to escape the darkness of Amarantha the same way I was. I heard you were going to marry him, and I told myself you were happy. I should let you be happy even if it killed me. Even if you were my mate, you'd earn that happiness. 
The day of your wedding, I'd planned to get rip-roaring drunk with Cassian, who had no idea why, but then I felt you again. I felt your panic and despair and heard you beg someone, anyone to save you. I lost it. I winnowed to the wedding and barely remembered who I was supposed to be, the part I was supposed to play. All I could see was you in a stupid wedding dress, so thin, so thin and pale, and I wanted to kill him for it, but I had to get you out, had to call in that bargain just once to get you away to see if you were all right. It killed me, Farah, to send you back, to see you waste away month by month. It killed me to know he was sharing your bed, not just because you were my mate, but because I I knew I knew I was in love with you the moment I picked up that knife to kill Amarantha. When you finally came here, I decided I wouldn't tell you any of it. I wouldn't let you out of the bargain because your hatred was better than facing the two alternatives, that you felt nothing for me or that you, you might feel something similar, and if I let myself love you, you would be taken from me the way my family was, the way my friends were. So I didn't tell you. I watched as you faded away until that day, that day he locked you up. I would have killed him if he'd been there, but I broke some very, very fundamental rules in taking you away. Amran said if I got you to admit that we were mates, it would keep any trouble from our door, but I couldn't force the bond on you. I couldn't try to seduce you into accepting the bond either, even if Tamlin, even if it gave Tamlin license to wage war on me. You had been through so much already. I didn't want you to think that everything I did was to win you, just to keep my land safe. But I couldn't. I couldn't stop being around you and loving you and wanting you. And I still can't stay away. I just, I remember the wedding scene and he just like, he showed up and looked so cool. Yeah. So it's like, it's crazy to think that in the back of his mind, he was panicking. Yeah. Like, I don't know who I'm supposed to be. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I just got to get her out. Got to get her out. And, and he like, waited like three months. He was trying to be so kind by just giving her space and not, yeah. not stepping on toes. But he just, he couldn't stay away when she was begging for help. And then he just didn't want to, like, he didn't want to burden her with this. I know. He just wanted her to like be at peace. He's so selfless. He's so selfless. And so he pauses and she takes a bowl of soup and slowly walks to him. She asks him if he loves her and he nods. And she says, I wondered if love was too weak a word for what he felt, what he'd done for me, what I felt for him. Then she says, I set the bowl down before him. Then eat. Oh, she accepted the bowl. She accepted it, but it's like, it's just the most beautiful chapter in the existence of any chapter that's ever existed in any book. Yes. Like. Everything was for her, for Feyre. It was perfect. It was perfect. It was my favorite. It's the most beautiful love story. I love this love story so much. I'm just like, when I'm sad, I reread this chapter. Like, this is my (laughs) comfort chapter. It's so good. It's so beautiful. And, like, this is the kind of love we dream about. Yes. I love it. I know. I've definitely cried several times, even rereading it. I know. I, I know so exactly cried. what's going to be said. I know. And I can't stop myself. I can't stop it. It's just so beautiful. So beautiful. Mm. Pause. Let it soak in. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. One more chapter today. Mm-hmm. Chapter 55. Oh, the second best chapter. This is also, <laughs> yeah, the second best chapter. Um, I used, again, fire stickers. Um, this is a five out of five. Yes. On yes, the scale. please. Um, and I put recent favorite consummate their mating bond with paint. Mm, yes. Mm. <laughs> um, what were your thoughts? 
I just, I don't really have any initial thoughts on this one. I was just like, yes, this is finally. Just yes in all caps. I know. Like the slow burn took forever. Oh 55 chapters. I don't know if I told you this, but probably, probably a third of the way through this book. Mm-hmm. When I was reading it the very first time, I was like, screw this Tamlin guy. I just want Reese and Feyre to be together. And you could tell the slow burn was happening and the sexual tension was so intense. Mm -hmm. And I swear to you, probably on like chapter like 20, I Googled like, when, when do they, (laughs) when, when does this happen? And I didn't realize that like chapter 55 was like a thing Mm -hmm. in this fandom, but the answer was readily available for me. I'm sure. But then I was like, oh, I have 20 more chapters. It was something ridiculous like that where I was like, I just want to skip to this, but I can't, but I want to. Um, but no, chapter 55 is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So chapter 55, first things first, I still can't stop crying. Just going to throw <laughs> that out there. Cause Pharaoh responds. She says, I want you to know that I am broken and healing, but every part of my heart belongs to you. And I am honored to be your mate. And then she says, I love you and I'd endure every second of it over again so I could find you. And if war comes, we'll face it together. (sighs) I love it. I love it so much. Because she's been through hell. Yeah. She's been through hell. The transformation of her from human Feyre to who she is today was so much. She's gone through a lot. But it was all leading to this moment with him. It's fine. All for Reese. It's fine. I'm fine. Okay. And she tells him, you're mine. Oh, I love it. His body shuddered with what might have been a sob, but his lips found my own. Mm. And I look, I look at this as like, this is their first kiss. Yeah. Like we talked about that before with the kiss under the mountain, but I'm mm-hmm. like, it's a better first this kiss This is here. a better first kiss. Yes. All right. And then sexy time ensues. I know, I'm like, how much, how much detail? How much do we go into this? I still manage to pull out a few key elements. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's very well written. It is beautifully written. Yeah. But we're going to attempt to keep this PG-13. Yes. Um, So, first off, there's paint everywhere. Yep. I love the idea of that. I've seen really funny TikToks (laughs) of women, and I guess and their husbands, who will put down like, um, like plastic tarps mm-hmm. <laughs> and a bunch of paint and then recreate recreate this moment and mm-hmm. it just I, I appreciate that they put down plastic tarps as well yeah, yeah I do too but um, I just I appreciate the creativity in this moment mm-hmm. um, the kneeling is important oh my gosh that gets me every time <laughs> it's because of the Knelt on those stars and mountains in, oh, on his knees. Yes. He would bow for no one and nothing but his mate, his equal. Oh, yes. Yes. I know, I love Give that. me strong men. All right. Um, we've got wings out. Yes. That's important. Super important because he was never comfortable enough with being that vulnerable. Yes. Except with his mate. Except with his mate. And... Um, And then, so she says, she continues to remind him that you're mine. And she says, my threat, my friend, (laughs) my friend through many dangers, my lover who had healed my broken and weary soul, my mate who had waited for me against all hope, 
despite all odds. And I just love that clip because it's like, it's almost like the phases that mm-hmm. Reese went through. Yep. Oh, and I love it. Mm-hmm. It's just and such I found a special it, relationship. Oh, I totally agree. Um, and it was interesting because their sense merged. Yes. So, um, well, I won't. Yeah, I guess I can be all. <laughs> Release tore through my body and he poured into me hard and fast, drawing out my pleasure until I felt and saw and smelled that bond between us until our sense merged and I was his and he was mine. And we were the beginning and middle and end. We were a song that had been sung from the very first ember of light in the world. I love that. I know. It's beautiful. And I just want to point out the mountains trembled. The mountains as did Reese advised that he wanted. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this quote from Reese about when he knew he loved her. Mm. He said, because um, at first he said that, like, you reminded me of Cassian. Yeah. And he's like, no, I fell in love with you, smartass, because you were one of us, because you weren't afraid of me, and you decided to end your spectacular victory, to end your spectacular victory by throwing that piece of bone at Amarantha like a javelin. I felt Cassian's spirit beside me in that moment and could have sworn I heard him say, if you don't marry her, you stupid prick, I will. That just made me smile. I know. Because also, I can imagine, like, Reese under the mountain, like, his friends being, like, ghosts to him in a way, which yeah. I know is, like, sad. But, like, I You just, can, like, hear what they, what he thinks yeah. they would have thought and stuff like that. Even after 50 years of being trapped down there. Mm-hmm. Um... And then, so we get to also learn a little bit about, like, mate versus marriage versus Mm -hmm. all of the things. And um, it made me laugh because Farah said, what now? And that's when Reese kind of launched into this thing of, like, well, we can have, like, an official mating ceremony. Mm -hmm. We can get married if that's what we want. It gives all that information. And he, er, and then Farah goes, I was asking about Jurian, the king, and the queens, and the cauldron, but I'm glad to know I have so many options for our (laughs) relationship stands. So just made me laugh. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she tells him, I think I was falling in love with you for a while, but I knew on Starfall or came close to knowing and was so scared of it that I didn't want to look closer. I was a coward. So it hasn't been nearly as long for Farah. Yeah, but you know what? If a man was holding me and just swaying all night, I'm pretty sure I would immediately fall in love with myself. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um... One other thing I thought was just lovely. Mm-hmm. Reese says, you're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I thought that the first moment I saw you on Cal and Mai. She goes, it was stupid, stupid for beauty to mean anything at all, but my eyes burned. And he goes, which is good because you thought I was the most beautiful male you'd ever seen. So it makes us <laughs> even. And I just, I remember us pointing that out of her being like, this was the most beautiful male I'd ever seen. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. And this is clearly before she was practicing her like mental <laughs> mental right. walls. So he heard everything she was thinking right then. Exactly. Um, and so we do learn that the queens mm-hmm. are, they have to meet the queens tomorrow. And I think it's funny that Pharaoh's like, you're telling me this now? I know. And he's like, I got sidetracked. <laughs> like Other like, things. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, so let's see what else happens. Pharaoh literally glows. She does with joy. Yes. And day court powers. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's funny. She asks, she's like day court. And Reese is like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and he lets go of his power. Yes. And it's night and light, light. and all intertwining and amazing. Yes. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Do, do, do. Um, so they have sex a lot. Um, yes. 
but the last time they do like he wants her to be on top of him just yes. to kind of erase the memory that amarantha has it's so sad kind of like left lingering in his yeah. mind so i just think that's sweet that she's like changing the memory for him yeah so that is so sweet mm-hmm. um and speaking of them having sex a lot reese does <laughs> affirm that when when the mating bond is accepted there's usually a, a bit of a frenzy yeah that follows which i just i think is funny yeah um i just i think about like newlyweds you know mm-hmm um, and so it's normal and also being on edge is normal as well. Yep. So most of the time, you know, males will kind of hide away yep. for a couple of months with their mate. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little nerve wracking that they're about to go and meet the queens tomorrow. I know. When they're right in the throes of this. Mm-hmm. So Reese has a lot of edginess. He's going to have to try to temper as well. <laughs> And let's see. Oh, and we end with a very practical conversation. Yeah. About babies. Mm -hmm. And I love that she says, so they kind of agree that they just, it's obviously not a good time. Mm -hmm. So she's going to start taking a tonic, which Mm -hmm. also I'm just like convenient. There's a tonic, but whatever. Um, and so Reese says, I would be happy beyond reason, though, if you one day did honor me with children to share that with you. And then Feyre says, I want to live first with you. I want to see things and have adventures. I want to learn what it is to be immortal, to be your mate, to be part of your family. I want to be ready for them. And I selfishly want to have you all to myself for a while. And I just, I really love that because I feel like in today's world, mm-hmm. we like, I feel like so often it's like people, again, they're not getting married, but like people get married and then they immediately like start having babies. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just enjoy each other. For real. You heard me, you hear me preach that all the time. Mm -hmm. Every young person, I say young person, but like person who is younger than me or about to get married or getting married, I'm like, enjoy each other for a Mm -hmm. bit. And so I just, I love that that's what they're going to do is just like, I know. Be together for a while. It's I sweet. also love that she says, if I'm a High Lord's mate, I'm expected to bear you offspring, aren't I? Mm. And he says, you are not expected to bear me anything. Yes. Children are rare, yes, so rare and so precious, but I don't want you to have them unless you want to, unless we both want to. So I love that he's like, no, there's no expectation that you have to. Yeah. He's just being Reese. He's so- being Reese. So allowing of her to make her own decisions. Perfect. He's not perfect, but perfect. He's Reese. perfect. But he's practically perfect. I know. <laughs> he's he's a fairy tale character. Of course exactly. he's perfect. Well, I mean, but I'm again not to spoil the moment, but there are moments in future books and future chapters where you're like, seriously, Reese? Yes. So he's not perfect. But, but pretty he's dang practical. close. He's pretty dang close. Yes. Um and then we end there. Mm. That was just such an enjoyable read. I feel so content. I know. You know, reading those chapters always just makes me like, <sighs> I know. So anyway, so listeners, chapter 54 or 55. Yeah. Which do you prefer? Which do you prefer? We know what team Sarah and I are on. In 54. <laughs> and we know, I think we answered this in the q and A. I I think so. That Andy and Caitlin, mm-hmm. our lovely team, is team chapter 55. Yep. So we're 50-50. Yeah. Help us break the tie. <laughs> Who is the winner? 
Um, we really hope you guys enjoyed those chapters. There's still more exciting things to come. This is absolutely not. It's not the climax. No. No pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. No, but there is so, like, part of me is, like, I think we get really focused on the love story sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, the point of this book, it is the love story, but it's also not. There's so much more that is about to happen Mm -hmm. for those who haven't read yet. So, next week... Do, do, do. Next week, we're going to do chapters 56 through 60. And I'm calling this right now the beginnings of war. Mm. Bum, bum, bum. All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed. Talk more next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to A Court of Fairies and Fangirls, a Sarah J. Mass fan podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at at fairiesandfangirls. Jump in on the conversation, and we look forward to chatting with you more next week. Bye! Bye!